Well, when you plan the work, that's good, but it's not enough. You have to... Da, 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 da. You're saying work the plan? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you picked up on my not clear cue there. Plan the work, work the plan. Join us today as we discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. This is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics to help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful... Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us and leave a review so others can join the community. You can always find us on CuriosityContinuum.com and our other social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. Okay. Plan the work, work the plan. Said many times, uh, very useful, right. continually useful because da, 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 you need to actually know what you're doing. Josh, uh, this may seem a little bit overdone, which you probably say, well, yes, Brian, you overdo everything. But <laughs> let's talk about the word plan <laughs> and the word work, because those are interrelated. But let's talk about the plan. So, like, okay. talk about so let's talk people. About it. Let's talk about it. There's, like, overall vision for it, right? There's So you kind of have to know yes. first, before all of this, let's back it up a step. Like, why you're doing something, right? Yeah, Exactly. Because well, that's even before the plan, right? Exactly. I mean, you you want to know why, yeah, context for why you're doing something. So yep. let's say you have a project or an idea or some way to make money, which is what most people are doing. The why is going to help carry through why, literally, you're doing something when you don't feel like it. When you're like, well, you know, I could do something else, or I'm going to push this off. It keeps it front and center. Right. It's really the driving force as to why you're doing something. So after that, it's good to understand the plan. And the plan is really yes. where you start to, uh, you know, ideate things. Now in the planning phase, it's not a perfect straight line. There are many different ways that you could start going about it. And there's a lot of different structures people put in place, which you should. But planning, if you've never done something before, you might say, has anybody done something similar? But this is the the part where you're really going to start ideating about the actual needs, uh, how to make the idea a reality. You want to walk us through like your thought process on some of this stuff? Because I think a lot of people would be interested in knowing like, uh, like, cause they might have a different idea on how it works, but you have an idea. Okay. Well, I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to whip it right back around to you, Josh. So in engineering, mm -hmm. you use the term reverse engineering. Right. Can you explain that concept to people? Correct. Most people obviously know, but just give a quick primer on what that means. Right. So you start with a finished product and you are figuring out how it got there. <laughs> I mean, that's the simple idea or a finished something or you see something. So like, let's say you had a, turn it into something that people would, would readily, like, like you got some military technology or something and you wanted to figure out how it worked. So you could build it. Well, you would take it apart, right? And that's exactly what they do. They do tests on it, then they take it apart, 
figure out how it was put together. So after you've deconstructed something, how do you then improve on something? Now you understand how it works. Now what's what's the right. next phase phase of innovation in that if you're an engineer? So the next phase would be first of all is you're trying to figure out what the desired output is. Then you're looking for efficiencies. So you would look at how you would make it better, stronger, smarter, faster kind of thing. So what it sounds like also too though is that that goes back to why you're doing this work in the first place. Right. And let's Absolutely. just call out and say that you can enjoy the work you do and it doesn't feel like, quote, work, and that's okay. Some people feel really guilty if they do something that they love. They feel like, well, because it's work, I should probably go, like, hate myself for 40 hours a week or whatever like that or not really enjoy <laughs> it to really get to yeah. the work I want to do. No, you, yeah, you don't need to do that, yeah. No, you can, you can, it's okay, we're giving you permission, whether, like, we don't have magic wands here to give you permission, but sometimes you just need to hear it, like, you can enjoy the work you do, and if you're not, let's uh, figure out why. And then let's plan the work. So here we go. When you're looking at what you're planning, you have to have the end goal in mind. Now, maybe some of these people who are doing this exercise say, hey, you know, so-and-so has something similar. What I would encourage you to do is not make it exactly. I have never met anybody who said, I just exactly followed what this other person did and it worked. Even if they did, right. they didn't. There's variation along the way. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and that's just people. People, no two people are exactly the same, so how you get to one conclusion is not going to be the same as someone else. So allow yourself the individuality to build your plan, right? So a plan right. has structure. The structure is going to be, when you talk about large strategic things, you're going to say, here are the main goals, what we want to do. Peter Drucker is a, a famous management consultant talking about management by objectives. And, you know, what are the things that you want to accomplish? What is the measure about how you're going to know if you're successful or not, right? Uh, heard right. a great... Great way of, of kind of characterizing money. You know, money is the measure of how many people you've touched. And I really like that definition because for those who say, well, it's just money, it's not a big deal. You know, money um, obviously helps you do things in your life. Obviously, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, as the old wise saying goes. It's important to remember that, like, loving mo the money is not the point. Using your money to love others, that's a good point to, to kind of keep in your hat with everything. But when you're talking about what that is, it's an indicator of how something translated to other people and how it meant to them in right. that thing. So the commerce function is really more of like how well that translated and to how many people. In that also to it, there's the word work. Now, Josh, yes. tell me about your work and tell me about what is not work at your work <laughs> that people might say, I'm working, but you're really not. Oh, oh, there's so much at my work. <laughs> <laughs> So right now at my at my job is our quote unquote crunch time of the year. We have several of these times, but this is obviously a big time um, in the delivery aspect of everything, Be and especially this year because of unique situations between COVID and other. You know, depends where you live, but there's you know lockdowns and there's all sorts of stuff going on. I think would think that my job is a lot less glamorous than it used to be. And it's it's still a really fun job. I love it. I think people would get floored that all I do all day is I don't just uh, sit around and deliver packages all day. I wish I did because that was the easy part of the job. But it's like <laughs> when getting it ready for delivery is probably the hardest part of the job. Mm -hmm. And that's because a lot of things come in like raw. Yeah, a lot of things come in unworked pretty much. 
when you talk about business process, you're talking about the process. It's really that. It's the transformation of something in one form or state to another. And right. then people think like you're magicians or, you know, um, people may focus on just the one or the other. The transformation process is a lot of failing and trying again and then right. continuous improvement. That's how it works, right? But you have to understand the nature of the work. And when we talk about work, people say work hard, work smart, and they go hand in hand. The um, They don't always, because you can be a really hard worker, not work smart, and not have a good result. You can be a very smart worker and not work hard, and you're never going to leverage out everything that you want to leverage out. Once you understand like where those two kind of kiss one another, now you've said, okay, this is the ethic I put behind the work that I've just planned to do, right? It sounds very high level, and it is high level. This is not a tactical thing for your life because depending on who you are and what you're listening to, but what this should fold into is that like you have to have the reason why you're doing it. You have to have the intentionality about around certain things, and then you have to go execute it. So we're now at work the plan. Right. And there's no measure of what you've done unless you've first made a measure of something that you want to do. Right. Right. And I think uh, Brian Breed's a good point about, you know, working hard, working smarter, working faster, working stronger, that kind of thing. And in my job, it's like uh, this thing is really over overblown in one way or another because it depends really on how long you've worked at my job. So when you're a young guy or a young lady and you come into this job, you work really hard. You do a lot of work and you're exhausted at the end of the day. And you see the older people that are working that have been there 20 years and they're working at it. They're doing a lot of work, but they're working at a slower pace. And you're wondering to yourself, how can they get more than me done? <laughs> that's what I always used to wonder. How can these older guys get so much done during the day? And you see the amount of work they have at the beginning of the day. And then the end of the day, it's all done and they did it all. And it really is finding that sweet spot where your ability and the productivity kind of meet. And not everyone's going to have that same sweet spot. But if you do it right, you should be able to find what works best for you. Right? Yeah. And there's the environment difference also. Some people love being like in a crowd, like at a coffee house, and like they like how it buzzes. And they're like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And other people like to go create on their own. Those things are good. The big thing along all those lines, though, is that your ability to focus. If you're distracted, if you feel like you have to manage five things at once, you're not going to be very effective, right? Like if you had, if right. I have 20 minutes to get something done, and it's like, okay, it's like, you know, ride or die, basically, you can find a way to get it done. I heard the old adage uh, early on in my business career said, if you want to have something done, Find the busiest person that you can think of, give it to them, and they'll find a way to get it done because they have to plan their work. They have to plan how they focus and how they deliver things. And they put in those constraints. They don't just say there's an infinite timeline for everything because they know that their time is the most precious resource and it's the great equalizer among the wealthy, among the poor, among however you, uh, you know, orient yourself in life. Time is the ultimate thing. And so if you learn to manage your time well, if you learn to leverage your time well in your work and you allow yourself, I'll call it the luxury, but it's really a necessity to focus on those things, you'll keep moving it along. You'll be amazed at 
what gets done just maybe in like two, three hours of a concentrated effort. Right. I mean, I and that's a great thing to bring with you from from for every day, really, in anything you do. So I know I, I know some people are saying maybe this doesn't really apply to me. Pretty sure it does. You just might have to think of how it applies to you because it might be different. And there's different arenas where you know there's personal, there's public, there's professional, there's all many all different types of things. But nothing happens by random chance in this kind of world, right? Like if you're a big company, you right. begin to see the the problem of randomness amplified. See, if you're like kind of by yourself and you have a certain level of randomness, I don't mean in a creative process. I mean in the randomness where you're not managing those things that kind of keep you focused on a plan. You understand the constraints you're working in or the context you're working in. You start to see where this person or is not efficient and not effective. So efficient would be like, how much can I crank out in an hour? Effective is like, did you actually use the time well? What was the result? And if you start to lose focus then you start to not have the effectiveness that you would like. And right. efficiency, I, I do this often. I, when I tell people, they say, well, how efficient can this be or can you make me more efficient? I don't ever like using the word because it seems to only be a measure of like a quantity-based thing. There's a qualitative thing that happens in effectiveness. Like, did I do the right thing at the right time? Did right. I, Is it I, effective you know? and being efficient? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. really, yeah. Yep. So I think at the end of this thing, you know, Josh and I started this with just a phrase. We kind of worked our way around <laughs> planning this episode. Right. But, and so you can kind of feel that. You go like, well, they kind of got into it maybe a little bit. And they said, oh, here's the plan. But then there's like p- places where it snapped too. Now, sometimes Josh and I, in all of our podcasts, will take a liberty to kind of go explore something. Just because you may take a roundabout way of looking at something doesn't mean you're not effective or productive. You have to remember, no. like, this is a results-based type of economy, especially that we're in now. It doesn't matter how long it took you. I mean, to an extent. Does it matter how you did it? To an extent. But what's the result that you got? And that's where people will find the ultimate value in who you are and what you do from a productivity standpoint is like, did I get get you the result that you wanted? Yes or no? Right. And then you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, did I get the result that I wanted? Yes or no? Right. And I think that's probably a great place to put a comma on, Brian. Sure. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.